We all want Britney Spears free, bitch. But here's the thing. Are we fighting this fight for the wrong reasons? Guys, reunited and it feels so good. Okay, I'm literally having sex with my microphone. If you're watching this, you're getting a visual oral representation. Oh my gosh, you guys, I miss you so, so much. I haven't been able... Here we go. It's already acting up. This little mother effer. I haven't been able to shoot because I have been in like a sickness abyss. And no, it's not COVID. Like, holy shit. Check your wet panties. Calm down. But we're back. We are back. If you watch my Instagram story, you'll see that I like literally give my mic here, who is representative of all of you. His name is Blue. Here you go. Oh, sorry. Here you go. I'm not talking to him. Blue is representative of all of you. I don't mean to be Dr. Seuss right now in rhyme because I'm like basically giving a look. I'm petting him. I don't know how it's going to sound, but I don't even care. Like this is how much that I miss you guys and how much life that you give me. So really by me, like blowing blue, I'm blowing all of you. (laughs) And isn't that poetic on this day on this lovely day? Oh, fuck. Okay. Blue is not having my shit. Here he is. Drop in, pop in. Okay. So we're back. I'm a little congested still. I was, if you're like, what are you talking about, girl? Like come back down from Saturn. I was wiped out by this really, really nasty, like virus for what feels like a century. And as you can hear, I'm still climbing out of it, but I'm like, I'm not going any longer without having sex via the airwaves with you. Okay. So we're talking about Britney today. Do you like the attire? This was on purpose. Brit. Brit, my main bitch. Now, here's the thing about her conservatorship. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, like, please, please exit or cancel your RSVP from Patrick Starr's birthday party. Okay, because this is important. And everyone and their mom knows about this. And here's the thing. This is something. Leave it to Britney, bitch. How many times this episode am I going to do that? Leave it to Britney, To somehow bring both sides together. Only Britney, only my hero, who I would record on VHS and learn every single one of her dance moves and write in my diary. Today is the best day because it's Britney Spears' birthday. True story. And if you need me to recite the oops dance, the baby one more time dance, I can't even talk. It's all the cold medicine. I'm sorry. Just deal. Um, I will start an OnlyFans. Okay. But leave it to Brit Brit to literally bring both sides together on this. No, no, literally every liberal, every conservative, every hooting and hollering, every Bernie, every Melania, like everyone wants Britney free, right? Because this girl, this poor girl has suffered so much and she has literally no right. She's being controlled like a robot and she can't even make decisions for herself. Right. So you have people on the left going, she needs her freedom. You know, a lot of the times they're coming at it from like a woman POV, like, why are you doing this to a woman yet again and like controlling her? Right. Which we're going to get into that today. A tad, a wee bit, if you will, my ladies and my gents. And then you have the right who is all about, you know, personal freedom and making their own choices, et cetera hooting and hollering about this too. So leave it to Brittany in a time of utter divide and hostility to baby one more time, all of us into like a seance to bring her 
out of this conservatorship. So conservatorship. Okay. So here's the situation. I'm going to give you like a really brief summary because like get your life right and tight. Okay. Brittany has been in this conservatorship for 13 years and her dad, Jamie is like the main, he's the mean guy. He's the Regina George. He's the Ursula running this show. Um, it's been going on and on. Basically, she literally can't make any decisions for herself, like nothing financially, personally. She t- spoke in public in a hearing for the first time. I think it was last month and it's like 25 minutes. And if you listen to it, it is utterly heartbreaking. I was sitting outside of a Panera in like existential shock. Like I was a Gen Z or something just like standing into the staring into the abyss being like, I can't even believe she's going through this personal, personal hell. And it's really sad. She literally says that they basically gave her like an IUD, which is a birth control. So she couldn't even like have kids. Like this is how much they are controlling this poor girl's life. Like she said that they put her on lithium and all kinds of drugs and she couldn't, you know, force her to perform and make all this money, which I'm going to talk about. Basically being a rope, basically being a slave, literally having no say or control over her, her life. And it's really sad. And both sides are feeling for her, right? So this case is starting to now get more attention. You're seeing the free Britney hashtag. People are out and protesting because she's demanding that this should be over with. She's like, I can't take it anymore. I don't sleep. My dreams have been crushed. Like, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to read to you what she's been saying because my fucking mental health is already so shot from being wiped out for a week from this that, and by the way, I want to say like, can you imagine, can you only imagine what she's feeling right now and going through? Like, I am still so bitter at Fauci for destroying all of our collective psyches for doing the most like inhumane thing and locking us up for a year. I'm sorry. I'm still not over it. I'm not over it. And I'm never going to be over it, bitch. Rewind, fast forward. I don't care. I'm not going to be over it because I think that this shit is is like going to mess us up so much. And this last week being confined and isolated and not being able to do the things that like keep me semi normal and not completely unhinged. Like I've told you guys before working out, um, all kinds of things, you know, (laughs) recreational activities, such as watching HGTV with my mom. No, but okay. But I'm actually not joking. Um, it really like had me messed up and I thought about it and I'm like, can you imagine her? She's been in this for 13 years for us. It's been a year, year and a half. And we've gone nutty. And imagine this poor girl who already has obvious mental health issues, which I want to talk about, which I don't know why the hell anyone else isn't talking about it, but we're going to as per usual, like, why is this the only show that actually talks about the real shit? Excuse me. While I introduce ourselves, this is my red solo cup. Do you hear this? Oh my God. That's how committed I am to you and your P's and your D's and your T's. Um, yes. This is how, this is how bad that this, like, I haven't even had coffee. You guys know I'm always sipping and dripping with my coffee. I haven't had coffee in like a week. This is just water. Again, not as exciting as it seems. Okay. So moving on from Fauci, this little elf who like won't leave my nightmares. Let's talk about how the mainstream media is dealing with this because here's what's happened. So after this hearing, I'm sorry, I'm rambling again. I blame Dayquil, which is trash, by the way. Don't even waste your $6. So The mainstream media 
is now like, obviously this is a huge story because she did her first public speaking about this recently. And now she's on social media, which I love, like, you know, I love putting someone in authority or someone in the um, establishment on blast. And she's doing that because she would always put up these kind of like loony dance videos, right. With like all the, the makeup under her eyes and dancing around. And it was kind of really like erratic and like a little kooky. And I'm watching carefully how I use my words. Cause there's a point I'm making about all this later. So I don't want you to be sitting here thinking I have amnesia. So I'm choosing carefully, but she would put up all these dance videos and fans would always be like, is there signs? Like, is she trying to tell us something like what's going on? And now that her testimony came out, she is opening the floodgates. She's writing paragraphs. She's being like, my sister wronged me. My family wronged me. If you don't like my dance videos, F off. You know, the only thing I have left is hope. And that's the most vulnerable thing you can have. And da da da. So I'm loving this because she like literally as of yesterday, she is just like, not holding back anymore, letting it all out. Like Brit, say it loud and proud, honey. We're here for you. So here's the thing. The mainstream media is taking this. And I noticed that they're making it all about sexualizing how she was sexualized at a young age. Notably, who did this was the uh, Hulu documentary framing Britney Spears. And I've, I've like dabbled in this topic on the show a little bit here and there. So I don't know if you guys have watched it, but I feel like what they do is they latch on to things from the past. And I'm like, I I'm sitting it, I'm sitting there watching it kind of wondering what does that really have to do with anything? Now I'm not saying that young women getting sexualized doesn't have to do with mental health. Like they're not mutually exclusive. Right. And we know this because of my last two uh, podcast episodes, right? With Dr. Jen Mann and Farah Abraham, who both talked about this. Dr. Jen Mann, if you guys didn't listen, she's the a psychologist on VH1's Couples Therapy. And she was Courtney Stoden's therapist when she was on the show. She's also worked with Farah Abraham. But the point is, she's worked with a ton of child stars. And she talks about how detrimental them being sexualized at a young age can be. And what was really eye-opening for me in that combo, by the way, like now that we're playing catch up and braiding each other's hair, is how we really don't know what goes on behind closed doors when it comes to these young girls, right? And they're a dime a dozen. Go ahead, name them. Amanda Bynes, Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton, Courtney Stoden. And like, here's the thing. I feel like what we do is we always villainize them. Say they're sexually, they're sexual at a young age, like Farrah Abraham doing sex work, right? In the adult entertainment industry, I feel like we, or here's the other example is Courtney Stoden, who was like 16 and married to a 50 something guy, right? I feel like what we automatically do is judge them as if like, oh, they must not have good self-esteem or they're unhinged or they're just not well, or they're just seeking attention. And talking with Dr. Jen made me realize because she's worked with so many child stars, like you don't really know what goes on behind closed doors. And same thing with Farah talking with her too. You don't really know what's going on in their mental state, right? In the case of Courtney, Dr. Jen talked about how her own mom exploited her and like pushed this effed up media thing on her, right? To get attention and would sexualize her and whatever, you know? The point is, we don't really know. So this is like a whole little sidebar, but we have this tendency to be like, oh, they're just like crazy. Like, you know, something's wrong with them. They're just straight up unhinged. And I hope that these last few episodes showed you guys, like, we don't really know. We don't really know. And we place judgment so quickly, you know? So that's one thing. And the point of this, like in this documentary, I feel like this is like 
was the driving force. Like they brought up these like skeletons from the dead that even watching it, I was like, what? Like, why you got to bring Diane Sawyer into this? Like, I know I talked about it in my episode with Casey, but they played a clip of Diane Sawyer asking Brittany about how, you know, you and Justin Timberlake broke up because they dated. If you're really like, if you were the caterer at Patrick Starr's birthday party, then I'm filling you in here. But they used to date. And when they broke up, Diane Sawyer asked Brittany, you know, what did you do? What happened? And the documentary plays it as if it's like, you know, antagonizing her and victimizing her as the woman in this relationship where he like, what did you do? Right. Where he gets off scot-free. And this is an example where I'm like, okay, but like, uh, I get it's all part of the bigger picture and all part of the big puzzle, but to solely focus on aspects like that, when the conservatorship is about something so much more deep rooted and sad It's like, why are you guys making it about this one um, thing? Right. And same thing with Justin Timberlake, too. Like they played a clip where he was like being a dick, like frat boy on a radio show. And they're like, did you sleep with Britney? And like your, you know, high school jock who has a tiny penis and is now working at Applebee's. He's like, yeah, no, no. okay, yeah, 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 I did. You know, whatever. Just being a dick about it. Right. So they show stuff like this. And I could totally understand how that could impact a young woman's mental health being so high, like everyone, the world's watching you, right, being so highly publicized. But with that said, again, why is this the only facet that they are focused on as this? This is like the sole reason for the position, the horrible position she's been put in now. To me, it's kind of like you guys are missing like the, the much bigger picture, right? And it's also worth noting that Brittany in one of her recent posts, like tearing it up as she should, no holds bar in this bitch, says she wasn't happy about that. Here's what she said. She said, I don't, I didn't like the way the documentaries bring up humiliating, humiliating moments from the past. I'm way past all that and have been for a long time with a lot of exclamation points. Now, it's also worth noting that, again, don't know what goes on behind closed doors. So we don't know how she was really feeling, how she was coping, what was going on. Right. But there is this iconic clip of her being interviewed. I think she's only like, I don't know. She's like 20. Cause when she came out with baby one more time, she was 16. Okay. Just let that sink in. And <clears throat> Oh God, I'm sorry. Mr. Flem, Mr. Flem is like really crashing our party. And I wish he would just Irish exit already. Mm. Is that, is that inappropriate or appropriation? I don't fucking care. Okay, I'm getting over being sick, so I'm allowed. But also, I never really give a fuck on the show, so it's it's irrelevant. But there's this iconic clip where they ask her about this. They're like, you know, the way the media portrays your sexuality and this and that. Like, what do you think about like having that kind of impact on young girls and like, uh, you know, how racy it is and stuff. And like a fucking boss, she doesn't even miss a beat. She's like, okay, but. I don't hear this kind of question being asked to the guys of Backstreet Boys or in sync when they're gyrating their dicks on our faces on stage every five seconds and being sexual. Like, oh my God, feminist, feminist, yet again, not being a victim, but being like, um, this, unlike their dicks, doesn't swing the other way. So, so that's what I mean. It's like she clearly like could hold her own. And yet all these years later, we're still kind of um 
I don't know, making it like making it the sole focus. I don't want to say making it something it's not because it certainly was a thing. That's why people were pissed about that Diane Sawyer thing, too, because she kind of like grilled Britney and she's like, you know, but young mom, you know, moms are upset that they're your young kids. Like being a parent is hard. Being a parent is hard. And they're upset their young kids are being influenced by you and their young girls. And that's where Britney gets a little defensive. And I totally get that. I've said before, I've said it about Cardi B, like these women these men, these days, thems, whoever they don't, I don't think they have a personal responsibility to be a goddamn babysitter. They're here to entertain and push boundaries in artistic expression. Okay. A little simple for the road. It's also worth noting going off of this, how she held her own in that interview, Ronan Farrow, the goat, you know, I love a Ronan moment. She did a new expose in The New Yorker about Britney's hell of a conservatorship. And I didn't read the whole thing because, like I said, we have lives to lead. Like my, like I said, my mental health is shot from here to Idaho. And I have to do a little something in my day besides read this 20 million page dissertation that I'm sure I will get around to by the time that I am on my deathbed. But I read half of it. Okay. And he makes a note to say that in the baby one more time video, when Brittany has like the midriff and the pleated skirt, right? The schoolgirl outfit. That's so iconic. Oh, I have chills just talking about it. Right, Britt? Hey, Britt, Britt. That was her idea. But here's how he describes it in the article. He says... The pleated skirt and bare midriff were her idea, a fact that's sometimes cited as evidence of her self-determination, but might also suggest an intuition common among teenage girls of compromised power of sex appeal. So it's like, yet again, it's like, remember the Xtina phase with Dirty? It's like, I don't know. Do we always have to paint it in the light of like they were victims of it? I know I talk about this a lot, but it's like, or we could expect the fact that women especially young women like exploring their sexuality and it's fun for them and they're having a good time I'm not talking about the Courtney Stodens but do you know what I mean it's like we can't we're not capable and this is a perfect example of how the media is taking this narrative and like running it with it when it comes to their conservative ship now but before I get to like the main the big bang um sans theory is money money, honey. Can we just talk about how this poor girl, so during the years of her conservatorship, God damn it, she was forced to work, okay? She employed, do you know how many people this girl probably employed? Okay, I'm going to read you some, actually, no, I'm not going to, sorry, because they're in the Ronan Farrell piece that, again, are in the archives of, like, a Caribbean sea ship, but there are stats over how much money she has made. She did, she released four albums, right? This is all pretty much against her will. People telling her again, what to do like a puppet released four studio albums, went on a global tour that I think made 130 million, but don't quote, quote me and did the Vegas residency for four years. Okay. Do you know how many people that she probably employed between all of the dancers, the crew, not to mention agents, managers, all the legal people involved in this bullshit, right? I probably should have explained. A conservatorship is designed technically for people who are literally disabled or so elderly, like have dementia, right? That they can't be in charge of their finances, of their personal decisions and stuff like that. Which makes me wonder, like with money, it's like, If this girl is working her tail off and is capable of making all this money, who, who 
on God's green earth gives a shit if she blows all the money. She can make it. She can blow it. Who the hell are you guys of this conservatorship to decide, oh, no, we need to finance it. Like, this is monopoly. If she can make it, she can blow it. Are you joking me? Who can like, who are you to say? That's how obsessed we are with money. Did you guys see? That's what's driving this whole thing, by the way. You know that, right? And can I just say, her family seems corrupt as shit. Like, her dad is the one driving this train off of tracks into hell, purgatory. Her sister has claimed she's been by Britney's side, and she's one that Brit put on blast in one of her Instagram posts over the last few days. And they've been going back and forth with these past progressive things. So I believe Brit too bad. And her mom also in the Ronan Farrow piece in the expose, if you will, the mom says like, I don't know how to think about it. I don't know like how to feel. I have mixed emotions. I have worry. I have fear. And it's like, what is going on here? Like, can you imagine seeing your own again? Don't know what goes on. Don't know what's, I don't want to pass too much judgment, but could you imagine like seeing your daughter in so much pain? And suffering to just be like, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm mixed. It's like, what the frick is going on over there? Could we like, what is, what is happening? And a a lot of people are talking about how a big driving factor of this is, of course, money. It's like, are we joking? Look, I love capitalism as much as the next gal. And once I'm bumping and and rolling in it, you got, we're going to have a big ass party and it's going to be fire. It's going to be fire festival part two. All right. John rule doesn't even know it's about his head's going to be, his head's going to be spinning, but money. Like what? Did you guys watch that thing I put on my story about Cardi B? It's kind of really sad because you know, her whole story, how she was a stripper and in the Bronx and like a real rags to riches rags. I am talking about the rags at a restaurant that are like crusty, kind of like gray and have some like tar like looking shit on it rags to riches and they say did money does money make you happy and she's like sometimes and then she says sometimes it like in some ways it stole some of my happiness like can you imagine that's a really bleak thought but it's also a really positive thought because it shows that you can be happier like out there stripping if you want guys and you know money doesn't solve all your problems okay so the bigger issue what i have with this entire thing right is mental health. Obviously, Brittany has some mental health struggles going on. Now, in the Ronan Farrow piece, they he sort of details um, what went on in chronological order. And this is like in the height of the early 2000s when tabloids were like people jerked off to them and they were all the thing. They were all the rage, right? Basically, you know, she marries Kevin Federline. They have two kids. He says she's unstable, which he doesn't seem like he is the most Prince Charming of them all, you know, PhD of them either, but you know, okay. So he takes custody of their kids and this all really kind of comes to a head because Brittany does only has visitation hours with them because of some psychiatric stuff going on. Right. And it all kind of comes to a head because she is in her bathroom holding one of her kids when she was only supposed to have visitation and give him back and she wouldn't give him back. So it became this whole thing where it looked like a crime scene. Firefighters came, 
And, um, you know, there were helicopters and tabloids and police, like literally some, someone describes it, like it looks like a murder scene. And in those situations, I understand how that could be scary. Look, you never know what could happen. They said that there was a bath running, like, you never know either way. She clearly had some mental health, uh, very deep rooted mental health issues going on. It also talks about in the article, how she was so unhappy, when she was even on the peak of her career, how she would cry to her makeup artists and her people just being like, I just want to be happy. I just want to be normal. How she would be with her dancers and her crew and they would do Molly and do Coke and do drugs and drink just all kinds of stuff, right? To numb whatever pain was going on there. Obviously it was deeper because she goes on to, um, you know, shaving her head, the whole thing, hitting the paparazzi car with the umbrella and, this was all right before this happened with the with the son, right? So you you can only imagine how how deep rooted her issues go. And my question is, why is no one talking about this? Like, why are they making it all about sexualizing a young woman and Justin Timberlake and da da da? Which, which again, like those may have played factors, but why aren't we talking about the bigger issue here that is mental health? And when you think about it, we do this across the board, and people, especially with Britney are making this a woman's issue, right? Being like only in our society would, you know, a man control a woman like this. But don't forget, guys. I mean, this has also happened with a man, Amanda Bynes, who was paced, placed in a brief uh, conservatorship. Um, but Kanye West, Kanye West was also placed on psychiatric hold. I think it was in 2016. He had bipolar disorder. And, you know, everyone called him crazy. And this is the thing. It's like, we do it with men and with women. It's like we call them crazy and we kind of mock it, right? Even with Britney Spears with her like kooky dancing videos. Like I've been guilty of it. I know like my friends and I have self sent each other videos being like, what's going on over there? Like someone check on her. Is she okay? Right. But we do this uh, across the board. And it's just kind of frustrating to me because we hear all like we see, we even see the gifts in, uh, you know, what is it in woke uh, Instagram, right? That'll be like, you know, mental health awareness and da, 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 da. So it's kind of like, okay, but in the same breath, you're talking about mental health awareness and all of this. You also not only don't make it the focus when this is clearly the focus and the, the issues going on here, but you make it about something else, which is sexuality. Right. So it's kind of like, you know, and, 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 and it's also like, you know, we're all about, you know, and the stigma, which I think that we should, especially after this wretched year, holy shit, I have one dangling brain cell hanging on for uh, clinging on for dear life. Right. But in the same breath, we can't be like, ha ha that's so, so they're crazy. Kanye West. Oh my God. They're crazy. Amanda Bynes. They're crazy. It's like, no. And the stigma or key, you know, which is it? Pick one. You can't do both in the same breath. You know, you look silly and it's not helping us because we really do want to end the stigma. So with that being said, oh, and also I want to mention the, you know, spe speaking of breaking stigmas, I want to talk about Kim Kardashian's very, very nice comments about Kanye at this, uh, about all this, when all this was going on, because she talks about how, I'm not going to re read them, but she talks about how, yes, he has bipolar disorder, but it doesn't make him any less of a man. And even though he has huge dreams and they may be outlandish, it's part of his genius and it's part of what's allowed him to accomplish so much right? And reach some of those dreams. And I think that that's really inspiring. Like, that's what we should be talking about. You know, Amanda Bynes, same thing. Like, she has manic depression. And I think she may have had, uh, may, ha may have bipolar as well. 
but oh, my timer's yelling at me. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you a little extra love because I'm making up for old times, right? Lovers and friends. But this is what we do. And imagine the personal hell that must be. Imagine, like, I have my days here and there where I'll get depressed and, you know, still grappling with everything from the pandemic and getting everything back on track. And it's a lot. And still, in a lot of ways, I still feel like I'm in Groundhog Day. And I know, like, I've talked about it before and everyone's like, quote unquote, moved on, but it's really effing hard, right? When I think about people like this, I'm like, I can't even imagine the personal hell and torture that must be like, this is like deep, deep rooted psychiatric problems we're talking about. We're not talking about like, you know, you know, a stint of being depressed for a month. Like this is real. And it's really sad. And we need to stop getting away from that all the time and make it about like, I don't know, in some ways, it's like, are you guys feeding into that tabloidy thing of like, oh, sexuality, this is that Diane Sawyer. It's like, you're getting away from the substance of it all, you know, and we know that the media loves to run with narratives. I'm going to bring up this example before we wrap because it's been getting a lot of buzz lately. And I've talked about it on the show before, but I think it's important because I was there and I saw it and now I'm seeing how it's being played out. Right. Scarlett Johansson talking about how she was first sexualized in Marvel when she made her debut in Iron Man two and how she was like kind of called a piece of meat and how now the evolution, she has her standalone movie, black widow. And, you know, she realized, is in real life you know it's not all she's grown and she's in her 30s and she's had a child and it's not all about that and and all that but I was there in the moment and she wasn't at all woe is me in fact I've told you guys she was like you know what at the time I may have even like liked a compliment like that because when you're young and you know you're in hall you know whatever you're a woman you like to hear stuff like that right i know i do i'm even pissed this brit brit shirt is covering up my cleavage but i'm doing it for her to represent but you know we like that so that's the kind of idea she got across but she's like now i'm grown i don't really you know i don't care as much i want it to be more substantive it's not all about that but the media i saw i saw how they took it and ran with it and ran with it as like shit you know as if she was like so distraught by it and like shame on marvel and that's not what I wanted and da, 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 and you know, the sexualization of her character. And it's just like, I don't know, the media needs to quit it running with these narratives because it's like, you guys are part of a problem. You ain't helping, but oh, wait, that is nothing revolutionary for you today. So I'm going to leave you guys with this. Okay. Two things, two things. Number one, we can't be calling to end stigmas around mental health. Like I said, and five seconds later, be laughing at people like Britney and her dance videos and Kanye West wanting to run for president. No, you got to pick one. Like you can't, you can't, I obviously I hope you pick the one that's the right one, but you can't have it both ways. Okay. And number two, we all want Britney Spears to be free. We want her as she deserves as she deserves to live her own life, to make her own choices about her body, who she votes for, how she works, everything, every little thing. Like she said, I just want to ride in my boyfriend's car. Like, girl, I cannot wait for the day you ride with your boyfriend's car, you know, off into the sunset. I cannot wait for that day. Okay. We all want her to be free, but if we want her to be free, we need to actually listen to what she's saying. We want her to be free to speak, right? Hear her. She's talking. 
whatever it may be, when it comes to her own family, when it comes to these documentaries, like on Hulu, how she's saying, I've moved past that. Why are you guys bringing that up? It's not even about that. I I've moved on from that. It's embarrassing. Hear her, hear her. Because you know what? Her, whatever she has to say in her narrative is way more important right now than yours, bitch. Guys, I miss you. I love you. Give me, give me more. I'm going to be giving you more. That was meant to be sexual. I'm deprived. And welcome back to Cancel Me, Baby. I appreciate you guys tuning in. I And you guys were so sweet. You guys are like, where are you? And I know you missed the show. And I want you to know this has been like the joy of my last, you know, two weeks coming back to talk to you because I really do miss you guys so much. So with that said, shake the tits because it's Britney, bitch.